Hi, this is Bob, and today I have an interview with Shaylin. Shaylin is from San Francisco. This band combines symphonic metal and the catchy rhythms of modern pop. The band has released the initiation of a timeless voyager. This album lives up to the band's Gaelic name, Admirable. And here is my interview with Shaylin. Hello, my friends. Hello. Can you hear me? I can. How are you doing? I'm well. I'm well. How are you? Doing great. Excellent. Okay. You're in the San Francisco area, correct? Yes. We're in the San Francisco Bay Area. The four of us, we kind of live in the four corners, I want to say, of the Bay Area. (laughs) Hello. Hello. Hi, Bob. Hi, Susie. Hi. Can you hear me well? I can. All right, good. I wanted to thank you guys for taking time to speak with me today. Well, thank you for inviting us. And sorry again for the mega delay on connecting with you. Unfortunately, I had this problem with the server on uh, on um, on our website. So sometimes I have s- certain emails moved straight to the um, spam folders. And so it's it's been <laughs> annoying, but... Now we are on top of the game. <laughs> I wanted to ask you, first of all, uh, how is uh, how are things there? Are you guys still uh, recovering from the floods? Um, yeah, I mean, where I live, it's I've been personally, I'm not I'm OK. I didn't get any, you know, uh, damage from the from the, you know, the atmospheric rivers is what they were calling it. It truly was. It was a lot of rain. But, um, but yeah, there is widespread flooding, um, but it's, you know, receded since it's been dry now for the past week. And I think it's going to rain again probably tomorrow and a little bit more coming up. But I don't think anywhere near as bad as it was, you know, well, around New great. Year's. And so, but um, yeah. Yeah. And I live uh, on the other side. So I live uh, in the North Bay area. And uh, yeah, we had some pretty heavy rain. But um, so far, so good. We are doing okay, and we didn't really have major problems. So great, thank goodness. All is good. Yep. I wanted to ask you guys about the recording process for the invitation of a, a timeless Voyager. Um, how did the process go? Was this done in a studio or done at home? Okay. Um, so basically, we started the recording of the album. Uh, in December 2018 and uh, we recorded first the drums in studio uh, Trident Studios in uh, Pacheco here in California and uh, and after that we worked on all the rest so we had uh, a collaboration with a wonderful uh, orchestral arranger Raven Invicta from Belgium who worked with me on putting together all the orchestral parts and we did that, of course, uh, you know, communicating online and uh, sending files back and forth uh, via internet. And uh, and so we also had that done. 
along before the before recording the drums. So once we had all that, uh, we recorded at home in our own private studios. Uh, first, we did the guitars and the bass, and uh, the last part um, that we recorded was the, all the vocals. And now I pass the ball to Susie, who tells you <laughs> the rest. <laughs> yes, so I was very, very fortunate to work with um, a wonderful engineer here in the Bay Area. He was just about to move to Sweden, actually, to work. He was working for Fascination Studios here in the Bay Area, but he was moving to Sweden to be closer to headquarters. And so he was gracious enough to fit me in. This is when COVID was happening. So, of course, oh, yeah. we were supposed to be home and... and he and his wife were getting ready to move. I, everything shut down March. And so by about, they were leaving June. So um, we agreed where um, it would just be he and I, and I'd come into his studio and just go right into the vocal booth and he was there. And so it was a wonderful collaboration and it was intense. Cause again, of course we were under time pressure and, mm -hmm. and um, cause he was getting ready to go. But again, I, I couldn't be more thankful for him giving us our band this time to do the vocals. He knows this genre extremely well. So he was the perfect person to connect with, to record my vocals. There's lots of layers, doubles, harmonies all throughout. So yeah, I, I did it with him. And, and then from there, I'll pass it back to Charlie. Yeah, from, uh, from that point, then we, we had to take care of, um, basically do the, take care of the, mixing and the mastering mm -hmm. and uh initially uh, jsec who's the sound engineer who recorded Susie and mine to uh, vocals um was supposed to do the take to take care of uh, this process but then he moved to sweden and he started a new life a new career always orbitating uh, around the fascination fascination street studios and so Unfortunately, he couldn't take care of the job, and uh, but he was so kind and nice to uh, recommend somebody else from Fascination Street Studios to help us with mixing and mastering. And um, then we got in, I got in touch with Ricardo Borges, who basically is the guy, the engineer who did the whole masterful work of arranging our album. And so from then, from there on, we basically had, what, almost a year to work on the mixing. I have to say that our tracks are very complex and required a lot of um, precise work because we had so many trackings and, mm. and so it was quite um, challenging, let's put it this way. And we benefited from the fantastic experience and expertise of Ricardo, who put together a fantastic mix. And then um, Tony Langren took care of the, of the master of the album at the end of 2021. And finally, we were able to publish and distribute the album with the CD Baby uh, a year ago, basically. Yeah, it was the end of January. Yeah, it was quite yeah. a journey. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I wanted to ask if you could speak on the song Forgotten Realms of Wonders. That's one of my favorite tracks. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So what would you like to know? Um, I wanted to know uh, 
basically how the the uh, melodies came to you, and also if you could speak on the lyrics as well. Okay, sure. <laughs> so first of all, I'm happy to hear that. <laughs> I'm glad you like this song. Um, interestingly enough, Forgotten Realms of Wonders is the first song that I wrote uh, when I formed Shalem. Well, let's say when I had in mind that I wanted to form Shalem. The very first song I wrote was uh, What If, but that's another story. So uh, Forgotten Realms of Wonders basically um, tells the story of a dreamer. And um, it reflects perhaps from a, from a biographical standpoint um, that particular feeling that we have when we are kids when we dream to become, I don't know, an astronaut or a Formula One race car driver or an engineer or explorer or whatever, right? A rock star in this case. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and you know, we look to ourselves in front of, of a mirror and we, we, we basically pretend we are that character. And we feel excited. We feel uh, so driven to pursue that that career one day um, and then we grow up we tend to forget about those days those feelings and we just you know tend to um, get along with our lives we're getting a, you know finish school get a job get married or whatnot and and then we forget about all those beautiful dreams and feelings that we had when we were younger and so the song is basically an invitation to look within yourself and find that feeling once again and uh, live that life. Because from my very humble opinion, that's the call that you, that you have when, you, when you're born. You, know? you have a, sure. a, some sort of talent within yourself that uh, it, it's a gift. So explore that gift, explore the calling that you that you hear, that you feel, and then magic will happen. And now regarding the music, well, I I dream I, I dream the music. It happens to me very often that uh, sometimes I uh, you know, I wake up in the middle of the night with with certain melodies in my head, and then I just run to to record whatever I can remember to my on my phone and. And then I work on that. So that's how the, the melody was, uh, was born and came to life. As a writer as well, I find myself doing that, waking up in the middle of the night oh. with, with <laughs> words in my head. And I hurry up and I keep a notebook next to the bed to write them down. Cool. So you know the feeling very well. <laughs> sure. Well, and, and if I might add something else. Sure. Um, this song also is... The very, like I said earlier, is the first one I wrote for when I had in mind to create this band, to form this band. And uh, when I came up with this melody, I gave myself the goal of creating something that had um, the closest uh, vibe to Nightwish. Mm -hmm. And from then, from there on, I, you know, I put things together and I and I worked on developing this kind of 
sound that it's uh, kind of reminiscent of the Nightwish influence. Mm -hmm. Sort of. Very much so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I also wanted to ask you about the title track as well, if you could speak on that one. Okay. Um, I, I'm... What were the inspirations for that? That song. That's another story. <laughs> so, <laughs> so let's say this. Um, I once read an article from um, <clears throat> from um, I think it was a blog, an Italian blog, where this uh, brilliant journalist uh, spoke about uh, Dante, Divine Comedy and um, The Adventures of Pinocchio by mm. Carlo Collodi. And, uh, and look at these two from, um, from an esoteric standpoint. In, it was a very interesting uh, uh, story, let's put it this way, where um, in reality he was saying that both Dante as well as Collodi in, they were basically telling a story of how life is coming um, along on, on this planet. So, in reality, we are born. We come to we come to life with a mission, like I was saying earlier. This sort mm -hmm. of we have we all have a mission, right? Sure. And then we need to go through certain stages to either develop our talents, develop our vision of life, or, uh, or not. And then it becomes almost a, a choice that we have to either pursue our dreams or you know, just follow everyone else. So with this in mind, I came up with this title, The Initiation of a Timeless Voyager, with the initiation being sort of a, of a ritual when where basically you have uh, a magician, a wizard, and whatnot, which can be uh, which can be linked to I don't know your your parents, you know, coming together, mm -hmm. deci deciding to uh, to have a baby, and then that's that's that sort of uh, uh, meeting is uh, is very powerful. Sure. And I saw, and I and I looked at it as a as a form of initiation of a, of a ritual, right? When they put together all these beautiful energies, and create something as beautiful as a human life, and then you become a timeless voyager, for so many reasons, because I see a I see life as a timeless journey, where we have tests to overcome, lessons to learn, experiences that can be beautiful or not so beautiful, um, you know, all sorts of things that prepare us for the next journey. And it's a journey that transcends all sorts of imagination and limits and, and whatnot. Absolutely. Does that answer your question? <laughs> yes, it does. Susie, if you want to add more, please. No, beautifully stated. I Yes, it's it's such a joy to sing. I enjoy singing, especially these songs from Charlie because they they have a beautiful message. 
I feel like, again, music can, you know, convey so many different things. It could either be fear or it could be, you know, love. It could be hope. It could be destruction. It could be, you know, something like, you know, whatever you want. But it's nice that our band really um, chooses to perform music that hopefully is inspiring and encourages others to dream and to think positive about what they can do and, and, and the world that we're in and, you know, unlimited possibilities. So again, I have to say it's a joy to sing this music. I, I enjoy the lyrics and the tunes and Charlie writes so well for my voice since my background is in opera. That's what I have my degrees in. I'm a music teacher. I performed professionally for many years in operas. And so this style of music, I had never heard it before until probably about eight, nine years ago. Um, I'd never heard of any of these wonderful European bands that play symphonic metal. So mm. when I finally did, I was like, oh my gosh, where has this been my whole life? And my right. voice just, I, I just so enjoy singing it because it lets me um, incorporate just the entire range of my voice from low to middle to more of a rock sound, to more of belting, to more operatic high. So again, infused with these words and melodies and the spirit of, of dreaming and the journey, it's... I, I just love that whole synergy. Um, so I hope you feel that when you hear the recording, the joy in my voice of, um, of while I'm doing that. So yeah, that's how I feel. <laughs> I also wanted to ask, how did the video go, go for The Mist? Um, we, as a group, we decided, oh, this, that we wanted to have that be our first single release video. So we storyboarded um, at first and nearby where I live, there's a beautiful park called Mount Madonna Park that has this old estate that has ruins. Because again, since we're in California, there aren't really many ruins. You know, it's the closest right. we can we can get to a, you know, castle, I would say, esque, mm -hmm. you know, of Europe. And it looked again like something amazing had happened, you know, hundreds and thousands of years ago at that location. And it's surrounded by beautiful redwood giant, you know, giant redwood trees, which um, again are very char characteristic of the California coast. So that was lovely to have also as a background. So yeah, we storyboarded that and um, our drummer was like, hey, you know what? We should, you know, go full out. We need to get, you know, costumes and to mm -hmm. really make this timeless Voyager concept have a visual impact as well so we all you know did that and then um uh we filmed the video footage first uh out in the forest and all four of us we had a great time we used traditional instruments to again show that imagery of time and time traveling and mm -hmm. then we were fortunate to work with a wonderful videographer and editor in Santa Rosa named Mike Sloat and he does this professionally and so we went up to where he is and there was a wonderful um, kind of warehouse building that we filmed the modern band footage in and then he put it all together for us. Yeah. And I also wanted to ask what song for each of you was the most challenging? To perform or yeah, you to mean to create or <laughs> uh, perform. Perform. You go you wanna go first, Charlie? Do you have one? I, okay, you wanna think about it? Um yeah. so um let's say this. I had a lot of fun 
<laughs> arranging all these songs and put them together and it took a lot of work and hours and hours of infinitely infinite uh, listening um the most complicated part to me was to um i don't know really i don't think I know, that's I, a hard question it yeah is. i, I don't I, think i was challenged enough because i you know being the songwriter and the arranger and whatnot i i had control of everything so i pretty much know exactly what I wanted to achieve. And so it, it's just dedication, you know, you, you just mm -hmm. need to put yourself in on work and working into it. And until you get exactly what you want. Yeah. So I don't think I felt challenged by putting any songs together. I would say that perhaps the most uh, challenging situation was to um to go through different stages where we had to wait for yes. things to to come together <laughs> yeah so we you know we needed to find the right the right sound engineer to record the vocals and it took time because we tried to do it ourselves and but we were not happy with the with the results so that took time then we recorded the vocals and then we had also the pandemic going through right and, sure. uh, and then we had to wait also for um, uh, the mixing process. And then the mixing process was taking also uh, a certain Months. amount of time. Yeah. So, you know, on a, in a way, it was a timeless process. <laughs> paraphrasing sure. the title of the album, right? Yeah. But in, in the end, the big lessons that I'm seeing in all this is that uh, inspired work and patience always pay off. Yes. So yes. I'm very grateful for the final results and I really have not complained about it. Yes. I agree. One of again, I don't have a song where I'm like, oh, I don't want to sing it. I love singing all of our songs. And again, they fit my voice wonderfully. I feel like like I I, mm -hmm. I I'm not worried or it, it, it's not um unattainable. Like I feel like I'm ready to go. I you know, I, that's what I do. Um, but I'll say one thing that was really, again, talking about patience and time to get it right. I enjoyed recording in my silent sleep because there's so many layers and harmonies and doubles. And so that's one of the songs that took the most time because of just all the layering, the vocal layers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I love that song. I'm always, I'm always excited when we're performing that one, especially because it has a beautiful balance of heavy and high and love it. Just love it. It's, it's dangerous to drive. I have to say, well, <laughs> listening to that one, cause I start speeding. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> so, and that's in general with a lot of our songs. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm going too fast. I better slow down. I'm going to get a ticket. Cause it just is, I, I don't know, it invokes that, I guess, that feeling. I wanted to ask if you could speak on the album artwork and the artist that was involved. Sure. Okay. Our yeah. bass player, Alex, is from Hungary, and he knew of a artist in Hungary that does beautiful work for albums, album covers, um, PR, that kind of, you know, um, 
stuff for bands. And he got in touch with him and he did the artwork for us. And Charlie, um, I'll, let, I'll pass it to you because I know you gave him certain yeah. parameters, you know, what we were hoping for. So let me just uh, give you the name of the artist. Um, since it's uh, Hungarian, I, I want to make sure it's, uh, it's uh, said in the proper way. So his name is Alex uh alex mihalifi top top so yeah like uh, susie said um alex our bass player contacted him and and explained a little bit what uh, we wanted to to achieve with um with the artwork and then alex the artist contacted me and so i explained to him what basically the concept of this album was Mm -hmm. And um, so the concept of the uh, this album is a concept album in a way, okay? Um, all the songs in, on this album are linked by a common thread, uh, which is the dream and the ability of human beings to pursue big dreams. Um, also, with, uh, within the lyrics, I always try to, to offer a philosophical re re reflection about our life, our existence, and and whatnot and so i gave to alex the artist these keys and i just told him be yourself feel inspired to come up with whatever resonates with you and i sent him um the demos of our songs so that he mm. could help also have an, a better idea based on the sound okay um what feeling he was kind of uh, perceiving by listening to the song. And, and then he came up with this beautiful artwork and we all agreed that it was just the right artwork for what we wanted to, to read. Yes. What was mm -hmm. also so exciting is when Alex came up with the idea to include symbols like the pyramids, when we were storyboarding mist we thought how wonderful it would be if each of us had our own pyramid and it was as if it was a key that we each discovered and when these keys were combined that's what you know threw us into another realm so uh we definitely for mist um focused on that beautiful artwork and how we could have that story also continue through the video sure yes. the idea of the talismans is great Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you. Also, also wanted to ask, uh, what can fans look for next? What What's the question? I'm sorry. What can fans look for next from the band? Sure. We're very excited to be participating in the 2023 Vakan USA battle. So our battle for, there's two in the Bay Area and two in Sacramento for the NorCal region. So our battle will be March 18th. And then the winners of those four battles will have an ultimate battle. And then they will go down to LA for the nationals. So we're, that's our next big thing that we're working towards performance wise. And then also the end of February, we're going to be shooting another video with Mike Slope well, again. Great. And can I get a hint of what song that will be? 
we're we're well charlie and i are actually we have a meeting tomorrow to finalize all of those details we haven't 100 percent chosen it what what do you think robert what are you liking on our album what do you think would be fun it'd be nice to hear what you think i think forgotten realms of wonders is the strongest track to me. <laughs> great thank you thank you yeah I also wanted to ask you if you could give me a band history lesson. How did this all come together? All right. So let's go back in time now. Um, I always had the dream of forming a band that um, followed my, my vision, basically. Uh, in 2000... Um, what year was that? 2000. So Shailen was officially formed in uh, July, on July 2014. But prior to that, I I lived in Las Vegas for about four years. And prior living to Las Vegas, I was living in Italy. And since I'm Italian, uh, in Las Vegas, I was performing with several uh, artists and in a tribute band, an Iron Maiden tribute band, which was very popular over there. Mm. And um, and it was a fantastic time that I had over there. I I really had a lot of fun, but something was missing to me, and and what was missing was to pursue the dream of forming my own band, playing the songs that I had in mind, and and I tried to do it in Las Vegas, but it didn't work. I couldn't find the right people and so many other things didn't really um, work properly the, the way I wanted. Then I moved to, to San Francisco and, uh, and I found uh, a, better, a better place to live, definitely. Um, San Francisco and the Bay Area in general re reminded me a lot of uh, Europe. And so, I don't know, everything was just feeling right being here. Um, and so one day I, I just look into uh, Craigslist, looking for people to jam or play with. I had to start from something and from mm -hmm. somewhere. And, and then I found... Um, a guy and um yeah and an, an ad of a guy who wanted a, who was looking for a guitarist for a Bon Jovi tribute band. Now, since Bon Jovi is one of my favorite uh, bands ever, I and Richie Sambora is one of my favorite guitarists. I said um, to myself, "Wow, let's start from there." And uh, I went to this practice and had some some fun with them. It didn't really click to me because it was again another tribute, another cover band, and I really didn't want to to go that way again. That day, this band had um, a guest drummer who's uh, Marco Bicca from Brazil, and um, he was just there to help this guy to for this jam. And uh, I connected with Marco because he knew the same bands that I, I liked. So Gamma Ray, Halloween, Stravavarius, mm. Angra, you know, all this power metal symphonic band, Nightwish, of course. 
And uh, of course, we connected right away and um, we exchanged our numbers and and I kept him in mind for for a few for the future. And then I started to write demos for uh, for Shalem, basically, even though Shalem was not uh, formed yet. When I had three songs ready, I contacted Marco and I asked, "Hey, would you like to uh, be part of a band that I want to form? This is the kind of music I want to do, and do you know other people?" And he was in touch with Alex Tamash, our current bass player. And uh, at the time, he contacted Tina uh, Diggs, who became the first singer of the band. Mm -hmm. And when we got together, we, we kind of all, all liked each other. The magic was there. And uh, we pretty much played straightforward the three songs that I wrote at the time, which were, in case you're curious, uh, Forgotten Realms of Wonders, um, What If, and The Wolf and the Mermaid. Mm. And, uh, and then also Revelations Time. And so we played these songs over and over again. In, and, um, and then we recorded our first EP in 2015. And, and that's it. That's how the, the story began. And Susie, how did you come into the band? Sure. Well, a few years after they you know, ha released their EP. Their drummer uh, moved up to Washington State for work. So he had to unfortunately leave the band and they found another drummer in the Bay Area, Kurt Becker, who's our drummer. He's wonderful. Mm -hmm. And then Tina also, her her plans were changing as well. She lived up farther away from us in the Bay Area. And so she was um, going to depart from the band as well. And Previously, I want to say about a year prior, I, when I was in, I was in a cover symphonic band, which is a funny story itself. Um, I did that for maybe two years. That's how I first heard of this music through an ad um, that said symphonic metal. And I'm like, what even is that? Just symphonic <laughs> my ear since I'm a, mm -hmm. an opera singer. And then that's when I first heard Nightwish, Epica, Delane, Within Temptation, uh, all the wonderful, you know, European mm -hmm. symphonic metal bands. So I joined that band and we just happened to have a gig with Shaylon one time in San Jose. So that's how I met uh, Marco, Tina, Alex, and Charlie. And then after Tina departed, um, Charlie contacted me and said, hey, I need to call you. Can I talk with you? And I'm like, sure. So we talked and he invited me to uh, learn a few of his songs and come you know, jam with them and see if it would be a good fit. So I did that. That was um, a couple months. Yeah, I think it's like maybe two months later, I joined up with them and and we've been going since. So it's been really nice. It's been over five years, I think it is. Right? Yeah, yeah five years right. October. So mm -hmm. yeah, and it's hard because again, of course, we lost all that time with COVID, but it's, mm -hmm. it's, um, it's wonderful what, what we've been able to do, the four of us, with, with getting this album out and we've you know, and promoting it. We thank you, Robert, for having us on your show. Um, yeah, we're just excited to share it with people. And we've gotten so many wonderful reactions and um, comments. Our video, we just released, you know, less than a month ago and already has over almost 6,000, I think, or 5,800 views. Um, 
So that's exciting. You know, people who of all over the world leaving wonderful comments that it that they're moved and they enjoy it. So yeah, so it's it's the four of us and um yeah, it's going great. So that's kind of how that all came about. When I first heard the album, uh first thing I thought of is uh well this band's uh from Germany or Sweden or somewhere <laughs> thereabouts. I'm gonna look and see where they're from. And then I saw San Francisco, I was like this can't be right. So then I kept <laughs> kept looking, kept looking. I'm like, man, they're from San Francisco. I've got to talk to these people. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it's unusual. We haven't met many other symphonic metal bands in the U.S., you know, particularly Bay Area, California. There's a lot of, you know, thrash metal styles or death metal styles. Um, but, uh, yeah, you're not the first one who has thought that, I would say, Robert. <laughs> Oh, you guys are from what? San Francisco? <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's a one that's a wonderful surprise, you know, especially with us going into this Vakken battle. They've never had a, a band such as our our, you know, style of symphonic metal. So it's gonna be really fun to to share that with, you know, with um new fans and and yeah, the metal community. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, and you'll fit right in with that festival because there's such a great uh, cross-section of bands at that festival. Yes, It's yes. a great, it's an amazing festival. Yes. Yes, yes, yes totally. I also wanted to ask you each individually um, if you could speak on your individual musical journey and at what age did you start? Sure. Um, I'm fortunate to have a very talented mother. My mom plays all different kinds of instruments, string instruments. She's a wonderful accordionist. Uh, she plays clarinet. She's in several bands and she plays fiddle. She plays viola. So you name it, I feel like my mom can play it. So growing up, I was um, lucky to be exposed to so much music, European music, um, you know, all different styles of music. Um, every Wednesday, there'd be a music practice in our living room and also Thursday with different groups she was in and she'd be gigging on the weekends. So mm. music was always a part of my life. And I did choir when I was a child as well and sang. And then once I got to high school, I did musicals. And and then I had the lead in this musical. And a, a, a woman just happened to have moved to the Bay Area. Her husband's a scientist. And so they moved to the Bay Area from back east. And she was an opera singer, performed in Germany, and she heard me and I met her after the show. And I asked if I could take lessons. And so I did, I, and because I always had a big voice, I had a high voice, I sing soprano. I, um, it wasn't e difficult to sing high notes, like they just kind of came out. And mm. so working with her, I, I worked on um, a Mozart piece called Voi Che Sapete from La Nozze di Figaro, The Marriage of Figaro, so I sang it at a vocal um, kind of CMEA high school vocal festival slash competition where you get, you know, awarded, um, placed, you know. And so the judge happened to, after I sang, said, where are you going to music school? And I said, I'm, I'm not. I applied to be a history major at, you know, other UCs and, and state schools. He said, you need to, I'm calling UOP, University of the Pacific, they need to hear you. And so it was so, because of Gary Wright, again, one person can totally change a trajectory of your life. First meeting sure. my first vocal teacher, Pam, who 
um, I started working with. And then this wonderful choral director who happened to be the judge contacted UOP. I went and sang with them and uh, they gave me a generous scholarship. I mean, it was very, very, um, just what, <laughs> you know, I was, yeah, right. I just remember being so surprised about all of this. So at, you know, within the span of a month, I ended up deciding to be a music major. So I have my bachelor's in music and then I ended up getting an agent. I sang professionally for two years. And then I went to New England Conservatory in Boston and received my master's in vocal performance. And again, continued performing, touring. Um, and then I'm from the Bay Area. Um, so I always knew I'd be, I, I you know, I'd, I would want to come back here. I lived in New York, Boston, you know, others, other places mm -hmm. for a while. But um, there's a lot, there is a big music scene going on in the Bay Area, which is nice for classical music. So there was opportunity there as well. So, and I ended up getting married and my husband's family is from the Bay Area as well. So yeah, that's just how my journey went with from classical and then teaching. I had a student, this is kind of piggybacking to how I got into that symphonic metal cover band, but a student of mine wanted to do movie uh, like auditions and maybe commercials, things like that. And there's a website that would list those. And it could be, you could, you know, have it be for your local area, for your state, for your country, all over the world. You mm. could personalize it. So for me to check this site, the mother wanted me to see if that was okay for her son. I had to put in my email. So then for months, I kept getting just these spam emails, you know, <laughs> to, you know, we need voiceovers, Those are, you know, whatever it was from all over the world. Because I never specific, specified what country or region, you know, well, mm. besides like the U.S., but it still did international things. Um, and then one day is when I said, oh, I'm just going to look at this for fun before I like completely unsubscribe. And it said, that's when it said symphonic metal band, Redwood City, California, which was the city right south of where I was living, which again was so random. And it said they needed a singer. And, I, and that's when they listed in this ad, advertisement, all the different bands that I'd never heard of that were in Europe. And so I went on YouTube and went one by one. And that's when I just blew my mind. I was like, how do I not know about this genre? I've been singing operas for so long. I can't believe I never heard this. So contacted them, ended up singing in that cover band where again, we did all the greatest hits from Epica, Nightwish, you name it, Lacuna Coil. Um, and that's how I met Shaylon, of course, at a shared gig. And so that's how that went for me. And I'm just loving it. Again, I still do classical um, uh, performances on the side here or there. Um, but I truly do enjoy singing this. It's been such a nice um, surprise in my life. I want to say I never would have thought mm. I would be doing this. Yeah. Charlie, what about you? Yes. Yeah, so um, uh, like I said earlier, I... I'm from Italy. I was born in Milan and uh, from an Italian father and a Costa Rican mother. And uh, ever since I was a kid, I was attracted by music. I started to play a little bit uh, the keyboard. And of course, I was singing all the time. Many times I was seen jumping on the bed in front of a mirror, pretending I was a singer, a rock singer <laughs> with the lights on and so forth. Mm -hmm. So that was my biggest dream, my biggest desire ever since I was a kid to be for some reason in, um, on a stage. Oh, and in a, a funny story, since I just mentioned that, 
is that uh, for for a few years when I was a kid, I was an altar boy, right? And uh, and I remember that I liked what I really liked about being an altar boy was that I we had the backstage where we were wearing the vest, you know, mm-hmm. or to prepare us for the mass, and then we were going almost in a procession towards the the altar right where we were singing and attending in front of a lot of people and i remember enjoying that part mostly it was really like i felt like i was on stage and i was singing my heart out and and so that was kind of funny but um yeah moving forward um what i really liked when i was a kid was uh listening to Vangelis, a mm-hmm. wonderful musician that really inspired me all the way to these days. I really love the, the poetry of his music, the calmness, the, the dream state that his melodies will just magically put you in. I always loved it. And, uh, and I think that's one of my biggest influences. Then around... Uh, the age of 12 11 or 12 yeah i listen i saw the i saw a video of bon jovi when they released bad medicine and mm-hmm. that was really the the lightning striking twice <laughs> <laughs> i was really blown away by Richie Bora playing the guitar and being awesome and i and i remember telling myself i want to do that too because that looks, a, it's, that looks like a lot of fun. And so that's how I kind of started playing guitar. I, you know, I looked for people who played guitar around my, my friends, but nobody was playing guitar really. And one day with a friend of mine, I went to visit a, um, a guy who was probably... Uh, five years older than we, we were at the time, who used mm. to do some, who used to teach us playing basketball after school. And so we went to, to see this guy at, at his home. And I remember, I will never forget, he opened the door and he had, he was basically had uh, a Gibson Les Paul, a gold, mm. golden Gibson Les Paul, literally. Because he was playing and I was like, oh, I can't believe it. Like, he plays guitar and he had long hair and he was like, I want to do that too. Can you teach me? And so I took some lessons from him and from his brother who was playing guitar too. And, and that's how I started playing guitar. And then many lessons later, I just self-taught myself how to, you know, to go through and that's when I started to listen more hard rock and heavy metal. And um, I would say that my biggest teachers are, besides Richie Sambora, of course, number one for me, uh, Richie Blackmore, um, mm. Bri- Brian May, uh, Kai Hansen, um, Roland Grappov, and of course, Ingrid Malmsteen. So with this amazing guitarist, uh, in mind, I I just you know follow, try to follow um, to my very best their their teachings, their 
you know the inspiration and and then i started to to play with bands and and so on and so forth so i'm not gonna develop further on that but uh, basically that's how i that's how i started and then around the age of uh, 23 24 i won a scholarship one day um with a dear friend of mine and um i got um it was a big italian festival and we mm. with with our band we we arrived first we won the competition and part of the of the prize was to um there was a scholarship to to study in this case composition and uh, songwriting and also um for a vocalist to be a, an interpreter, something like that. And so, um, yeah, I got the opportunity to, to have a full scholarship to study in, in one of the most prestigious uh, schools in, uh, in Italy, which is called CET, which stands for uh, Centro Europeo di Toscolano, European Center of Toscolano, near mm. Rome, and mm. uh, which is a is a school directed by a legend, legendary Italian author, Mogol, who is one of the most successful and brightest minds in the music industry. And, uh, and I learned a lot from him and from the wonderful teachers that were there. And, I, and I'm very grateful for that experience and opportunity because it opened up my mind and uh, it gave me... Um, it taught me to have always a different, a different way to look at things, especially in music. And uh, and from from that point on, I had a lot of uh, experiences. I lived in Germany. I lived in for for a brief period of time in London too. I worked with amazing uh, artists, um, West End singers. I wrote for them. I wrote for many other uh, singers in, in Europe, and then I moved to the U.S. and and I kept on growing as an artist, but also as a as a human being, as a man. And I'm very proud that I was able to finally put together my own dream band with Shailen and, and put together this wonderful album and and keep on writing songs and i'm very grateful that i that i work with uh susie alex and kurt they are wonderful artists musicians singers uh, human beings and it's just magical and we found the perfect formula to to do what we love and to and to keep growing as as a band as individuals as well and uh and i feel that People are are feeling that they are kind of uh, receiving this this beautiful energy that we are putting together. Absolutely. And, At first listen, I was just totally taken back by. Oh, thank, you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Did you find us on like social media on a website? I'm just curious, Robert. How did how did you come across our songs? Um, actually. A friend of mine uh, fell down the YouTube uh, tunnel and came across um, the song Mist and uh, asked me if I had heard of you guys because 
you know, I do interviews all the time. And I'm like, no, I have no idea who these guys are. And uh, so he sent it to me. And I listened to it. And then I'm like, I had to keep going further down. I had to, I kept listening. And uh, I was just amazed when I found out guys was from San Francisco. I would never have guessed it in a million years. You guys have <laughs> been doing this for 10 years. <laughs> nice. Wow. Well, thank you to your friend for sharing it. See, that's what it's, that's, what's been so beautiful is just the word of mouth from people we don't even know who share it and enjoy it. And so we're just so glad. We're so happy that it's been well received like that. Thank you. I wanted to ask you each, um, if I uh, put you on a remote island and you could only take one album, what album would you take? You have hard questions, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> Just one album? Just one? Just one. Just one. Or Just a catalog. One. What cat okay. band would you bring? I, I think I'd have one because I listen to this quite often because I just love the energy. I love the Live from Vakken 2013 Nightwish. Mm -hmm. That is just perfection. I love it. It's the first time Floor was introduced at Vakken. She had just joined them earlier in the tour in, in America. Oh, my gosh. That, that album... CD, that live recording, I listen to quite often, so I, 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 I love that one. So I'm going to go with that. All right, and I'm going to go with uh, the soundtrack of the movie Blade Runner by Vangelis. To mm. me, from the 1980 movie, okay, the first one. Um, to me, that soundtrack is the most beautiful ensemble of music, emotions, feelings, and it's really, it's really an out-of-the-world experience. The intensity of the melodies, the depth of what they convey to the listener, along with it, of course, with the, with the video, with, with the movie, and, and all of that. It's, um, it's really something that I listen to that soundtrack very often and I'm never tired of it. It's very inspiring every time. And now, see, I'm, I'm like the caveman of the bunch, but uh, <laughs> if I was to bring one to an island, it'd be Kiss Alive One. Oh, oh. nice. Nice. <laughs> I think it's uh, it's been the very definition of what a live album should sound like. Mm -hmm. You know, just because of the sheer fact that uh, the energy of the band was totally there then. You know, you're talking about, you know, the tour for Dress to Kill. And I just think that uh, the band was young enough and talented enough at the time that they just put on a bombastic show. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, for sure they were. They were something in the 70s. Yeah, I'm old, so, you know, that was, like, they were the band that turned me into heavy metal. I was a huge Beatles fan as a young child, and uh, then one day in 76, a guy brought over Kiss Destroyer, and it changed me. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. 
that's how it goes very often huh? you have oh, a friend yeah. who just initiates you to something and then oh my goodness yeah right. it, op it opens up a portal right it opens up a portal. Because, you know i looked at the album cover i'm like this is craziness you know and then you listen to the music on the album and it provokes a whole different image of the band mm -hmm. i also wanted to ask you uh What's the best way to get merchandise from the band? We we have our CD available on all streaming. And then also physical copies are off of um, Amazon. And we're actually in the process of getting more merch ready, especially with our upcoming performances. We already have like buttons and stickers, but we're going to get patches and hats and um, so that fans, if they want to get shirts, they can order those as well. So it's Excellent. all coming. We have all this in the works. So like I said, Charlie and I have a meeting tomorrow where we're meeting in person and we're planning a lot of these things um, going forward for February, March, April to get us propelled into, yeah, having more gear and merch for... Um, anyone who wants it, yeah. Yeah, so I think this, I think this album cover alone will make an excellent shirt. Oh, the colors are beautiful. I agree. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, we are working on we are working on that, and uh, we will have some merchandise available very soon. Yeah. And lastly, I wanted to ask you if you could give a message to your fans. What would that message be? Heartfelt thank you. Thank you for your support, for listening, for sharing our music um, and attending our shows. We're just so grateful to be doing this and to be on this journey with you. And, and we, we, we're very grateful. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, I would say um, always use your curiosity and, and intuition to, to go towards, you know, what's beautiful what's positive what's great and um get away from you know your safe harbor and sail the winds explore dream discover and live the life to the fullest yes well i wanted to thank you guys for delivering one amazing album and thank for you time to speak with me today it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you too Thank you. Thank Absolutely. you. So nice to be here. Thank you, Robert. Thank you so much. Thank you. Please feel free to update me with any new news as it comes about so I can get it out there. Great. Will we do. Will. We'll do. Thank you All so right, much well, again. Thank you, my friends. And you guys have a great rest of your day. You too. You too. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. I'd like to thank you for listening to today's podcast. You can sponsor the podcast. Just click that button and you can be a member of the family. And remember, come see me for a fix.